listening to Good Guys Talk Back with your hosts, Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on Facebook at Good Guys Talk Back. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 59, recording uh, here on Sunday evening, August 2nd. This is Nick Morawski, and uh, this is a fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Simply subscribe, and every new episode will enter into your inbox. Uh, Boy, it is... uh, you know, it's a 180 from the last time uh, we spoke. A lot of things to unpack. Uh, a lot of positives, a few negatives. Uh, let me bring in uh, my co-host, uh, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. My friend, what a difference uh, we've made. Honestly, I will put it on us that uh, we, we put out the emergency, <laughs> uh, you know, white smoke and uh, and we decided uh, to change the game, basically. You and I changed the game, changed the season. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy about, uh, you know, the difference a week has made. The last, uh, the last time we uh, spoke, uh, it was an angry, vile uh, uh, podcast. Uh, entertaining, I still believe, but very, uh, uh, very salty. And the sacks were one and four. Um First, uh, first trip through the rotation was god-awful. Um, they just couldn't get out of their own way. And uh, things have completely turned around uh, for this team. Uh, Sox, uh, State of the Sox, 5-4. and four. Uh, They're on a four-game win streak, second place in the Central, two games back of Minnesota. And uh, they're completing a sweep of Kansas City in Kansas City, uh, which is difficult to do. So... Uh, a lot of things have gone uh, different for the Sox, trended in the right direction uh, immediately after the last time we recorded with that Giolito gem in Cleveland. Um, what did you see from, I, let, let's, let's just take a, let's just, let's just talk about this series in Kansas city, maybe even specifically today. Uh, so fresh. Uh, what have you seen with this team? Uh, this I guess offensively, I mean, pitching is obvious, but what have you seen that has put this team where they're at right now in a four-game win streak? Offensively, it seems like they got back to their, uh, you know, their, what do you want to call it, their spring training or preseason. Summer camp. You know, yeah, summer camp, mojo yeah. a little bit, and adding on, piling on runs late. That's that's what I like to see is, you know, you're, you're not going to, the, the hope is anyway, with this lineup, you're not going to hold them down for an entire nine innings. You might stop them once or twice through the lineup, but I like once you come through and, and our boy, our boy, Nicky Delmonico with a big hit today oh boy. and driving in a couple runs, you know, we have to do eat some crow on a Nicky Delmonico for one day. I, you know, I, know. I can't give him a lot of crow. I, 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 uh, he got so it for today, for, for today, today, Nick, for today, we'll give him a little bit of credit. Yeah. He got a hit on a slider, you know, Stoney said it's a slider he's been waiting for since 2014. So something he could actually handle. So fantastic. He got yeah. it. He drove it into right field and, you know, he got a couple runs across. So good for yeah. him. And, but it didn't stop there at four to two. They ended up winning 92. 
And uh, that was fantastic. So that was great to see that it didn't stop with just a, a run and gain the lead. And then you got to right. right. you know, bite your fingernails the rest of the yeah. way. You know, because believe me, we've all seen it in Kansas City. It doesn't matter how bad the team has been or how good the team has been when they're winning the World Series or contending for World yeah, Series. Absolutely. It, it is. It, what was it? We haven't won a, a swept a series in Kansas City since 2015. Is that I, that uh, is that what I heard today? I mean, so I, I, yeah, I you and I have watched collectively enough Sacks baseball, Sacks. Kansas City baseball. Hell, we've been into Kansas City together um, to to watch the demise. Something happens when we go to Kauffman Stadium. So I don't care if the Royals are god awful or not. Put your foot on their throat and finish. Yeah, them. yeah. You can only play, like like the old saying goes. You you can only play against the teams that are on your schedule, and the teams you're supposed to beat you beat, and you sweep the teams you're supposed to sweep, and. You know, they didn't uh, they didn't leave anything to uh, to doubt today. So yeah. happy about that. Happy that they added on late. Happy about the runs. I'm really really excited about. Uh, you know, again, not that anything was, um, you know, driven to the wall or over the wall or doubles, but Madrigal came up and and got four hits today. Yeah, fantastic. Good yeah. for him. Off the yeah. snide a little bit after yeah. an over first hit. So, I mean, yeah, nothing uh, nothing deep out there, but man, enough to get the job done. You know, it doesn't have to be, and that's what people are going to like drive, you know. Oh, of say, course. Oh, well, he's not, yeah. he's not hitting gaps and he's not doing this and he's not doing that. But you know what he's going to give you? It looks like anyway, from, from, you know, what you're hearing, he's going to give you a professional at bat. He's going to put the bat on the ball. Yeah. He's not going to strike out a ton. And once he gets it figured out, he's going to, he's going to be a solid hitter. Now, whether that that's means. That's job to right center. Yeah. That's that for first major league hit i feel like that's the you can kind of uh, make a copy of that and print that yeah. that, that seems to be what he's going to uh-huh. give you he, he can make a living off of that and and i love the fact that when robert came up after him and and puts a ball into i think it was left field and he goes from first to third on it because he's got baseball iq so yeah to me and he's got wheels yeah, i mean yeah the, the man run so I, again that's what i took out of today the fact yeah. that Magical came out of his shell a little bit, got a couple hits, and and uh, and well, obviously, and I'm sure you're going to touch on it. I'll let you talk about Dylan Cease and the yeah. uh, the turnaround he had from game one to today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's night and day, just like Giolito's uh, game against Cleveland was. Uh, Cease gives you six innings of two run ball. I mean, 54 out of his 83 pitches were for strikes. And when you're living in the zone like that, I think he might have had one walk. Uh, there, there were a couple, uh, you know, there were some, some balls hit out in the outfield. I would like to see a little bit more of a ground ball play from him. But when you're attacking the zone like that and you're not getting behind in counts, that's the difference maker. You know, his first his first start, he couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah. I mean, it was 2-1, 3-1, 3-0. Uh, and, and then those, you know, you're going to feast as a, as a hitter because you just, you're going to be sitting dead rat. Yeah. And, and well, Stoney made a good point today as he usually does, you know, cause he's smarter than I'll ever be. And I'll ever know, yeah. but you know, he pointed out that, you know, Cease is, a, is a, his fastball is a rising fastball. So if he's going to, if he's going to, he's not going to get a lot of ground balls. So most of his outs are going to be on fly balls. So if he's going to get 
the ball in the zone. It's got to rise up and out of the zone. And it can't be, you know, it can't rise up into the zone and be right at the sweet spot. Sweet spot. So, you know, that's the kind of guy he's going to be. And then he's going to live off that that slider that he has and that, that, that uh, right. you know, that mm-hmm. break that he has on the ball when he's mm-hmm. throwing his off-speed pitches. But yeah. I am uh, – I'm fine with it. Just, you know, if you're going to – if you're going to be a rising fastball pitcher, you got to get it up and out of the zone, not starting it in about the knees and then rising up to the thighs. And then that's where he's going to have problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when that ball comes into, um, into a hitter's sweet area, uh, you're going to die. Um, so yeah, when he's got his breaking stuff, uh, biting away, and ducking and moving and bobbing and weaving uh, like he like he was uh, before the season started in those interleague action games, uh, you know that's that's what we want from from C's. Yeah. And then spray that that rising fastball that he can run up. Uh, he looked comfortable. He looked composed. And uh, and I think also you know you got uh, you got Grandal who's who's now yes. you know, okay. So they go hand in hand catcher and pitcher go hand in hand in the first round. Um, the ground and our starting pitchers were just, I don't think they just didn't know each other quite well. Yeah. Uh, and, and now you're seeing the second time through the rotation from uh, Giolito, Keuchel, uh, you know, Gonzalez, uh, and now sees that Grandal's understanding a little bit more of how to, how to, how to calm these guys down, how to get the best out of them. Uh, and, and we certainly, certainly saw it from Cease, uh, who, you know, we both have high expectations for. But I really, man, I, I, I think this I think Cease is going to have he's going to continue to trend in this direction. This is the Cease I think we're going to see throughout the season. Um, and speaking of Grandal, three hits and three RBIs today. So let me ask I mean, you this question, Nick, as long as we're on Grandal. Yeah. Do you think it's that the the struggling uh starting pitching could have contributed to his offense to start the season you know he's taken so he, much trying to just get the note of the guys trying to get to you know get through a game and 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 do all that and that the the stress of everything that happened in the first week behind the plate could have affected him when he got up to the bat, up to bat you have to believe that, you know, you know, I mean, me- baseball is such a mental game and, and hitting is such a difficult thing to do. I mean, in the p- position of catching uh, where, where you're learning, um, you know, a new staff, uh, you've got a lot of weight on your shoulders as a big money guy, you know, the first domino to fall in this off season, uh, high expectations to not only call a good game, uh, get the most out of, uh, you know, a, a pitching staff, uh, but also come through offensively. Yeah, it had to be playing on him, you know, and, you know, first time through American league, you know, I, I he was struggling. He was, he was really struggling. Um, and I, he wasn't getting some calls too, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, if you've been following these games, um, the strike zone is, is really off from whatever shadow box NBC Sports Chicago is putting in. <laughs> it, we, you and I talked about this the other day. It was almost like, NBC Sports Chicago put that frame in that little, you know, that, mm-hmm. that where they think the strike zone is. And they never even consulted like the umpires where their actual strike zone is. Cause it has been off and Grandal has been getting hosed on check, check swings. And it, it, he's been, he's been really scuffling, but Saturday 
Uh, and today, uh, he's come up with some key hits. It seems like, yes, and that's great to see, you know, because, um, you know, as a, as a fan, and if you start flipping around through, uh, you know, the Sox, the, the Twitter world out there, the Sox fans sure. Twitter world, which I love everybody on there, by the way. And oh, God yeah. God bless yeah. you and your, and your fandom people. and your passion. But, uh, you know, you get a weekend and it's, you know, this guy's garbage and, you know, just you make uh, very profound you know, statements about people throughout in the first week. And and you know what? We're we're victims of that, too, because we <laughs> we got on. This, he didn't. He didn't look like himself, and, though. I yeah, mean, I, he did. Really, he, he did not. You know, from everything that we that we got in all the, 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 the you know, the video package of Grandal, um especially last year with the Brewers and beyond, man, he just did not look comfortable. He didn't look like himself. Yeah. Well, now he's driving the ball. He's driving the ball in the gap. So he is, you know, let's, yeah. let's hope that he's kind of turned a corner. Let it seems to me like, you know, we've had a little bit of a bounce back here in the starting staff. You know, I'll even take a, I'll take a three and what was it? Three and two thirds out of uh, Gio Gonzalez, you know, the yesterday. And, uh, and I'll, I'm happy with that because, you know, he's probably not stretched out enough to go. He didn't have his, he didn't have his A stuff or even his B plus stuff. Uh, but he, what he was doing was he was, man, he was nipping at the corners yesterday yeah. on Saturday. He was, you know, he was keeping the ball uh, low in the zone and, uh, you know, he's not going to overpower you with this stuff. No. He has to rely on, on his crafty, you know, his breaking ball stuff. He was bouncing around on the corners, keeping keeping hitters off balance, a la what what Keuchel was doing, uh, especially in his first start. And whatever he, I, he, I know Gonzalez was not happy, and he left the game, I believe, with the bases loaded. And and we got out of the jam because our bullpen has just been locked down, uh, you know, tops in the league right now. But I, he expected more, but he'll take that after what happened to him filling in, uh, replacing Lopez. Yeah. Uh, week. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, I mean, uh, it's been a fantastic turn of events. You could put that on who your opponent was, but you know, you got to still win that last game in Cleveland and, and come out of there with, with at least something. And they did that. And, and then you go yeah. in and you beat a team that you're supposed to beat. And that's fantastic. And you get a little, momentum in that way so that's okay there's nothing wrong with that everybody's going to say it's against kansas city who cares uh, i care because you know i i'd be a lot more we'd be having a different conversation right now I had a good day oh absolutely and, and and we would have been making excuses and saying well it's really difficult to sweep a team and you're lucky to get two out of three and and that that separates the the really good teams from the mediocre teams is when you can finish off a team and sweep them, put your foot on their neck and, and, you know, just bury them and then move on to the next opponent. How the Sox did it today with quality pitching from C's, they also only mustered one hit combined from Robert and Aloy. Okay. They had monster days on Saturday. Mm -hmm. They come back on Sunday. And if you looked at that and I said to you, Oh, guess what? You know, uh, Robert and Aloy are only going to combine for one hit. You probably wouldn't have had high expectations. So you had new heroes today. You know, yeah. Sal came through. Abreu came through. Uh, we talked about N- Nikki getting getting a couple <laughs> RBIs in Madrigal's day. You know, it, well, the, here's here's the negative, and I, I hate to you know do this, but it's the obvious, and it's this is so sock sometimes. 
as long as I've been watching and probably, you know, you too, nine runners left on base today, 15 on Saturday and, and probably double digits, you know, in that uh, Cleveland series, multiple times leaving the bases loaded, multiple times getting, th- you know, two to three, two, two runners on bases loaded with under two outs and not generating any runs. Yeah, that is a, it's a troublesome, um, I guess we'll call it a trend now um, that it's happened enough now throughout two weeks of this, of the season. Um, yeah, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that against good teams and expect to win. You're not always going so, to escape, not at and, all. And, not- and you know what? I, I guess in the positive side, okay, we left them on. What would we have won? We would have scored 15 runs the other day and, you know, 12 today. I guess that's, that, that is what it is. We won those games handily. Um, but you're right. You, you can't leave that many guys on base. It's the ones that are, you know, it, if you're going to leave the bases loaded with two outs, you know, things happen. I get it. But you got to get runs in from third base with less than two outs. Those are the ones that will kill you. So, yes, let's, let's try and few... clean that up. But, you know, I, I'm okay. I, I can live with the bases loaded two outs left on base, but I, it's hard to stomach the uh, run around third and less than two outs. In, in tight games, obviously in tight games, but uh, you know, you, you made a point early uh, in this episode here about, you know, those first two rotations through the lineup, our offense, uh, you know, aside from Robert uh, is, is kind of, you know, feeling out that picture. And then, and then when like their third time through, we started piling runs in, uh, you know, Saturday we, we waited to the ninth inning to really put us uh, in distance from, from the Royals, put four up in the ninth, which was nice to see today. It came a little bit earlier, seven runs in the seventh, but still the seventh inning up until that inning, man, this thing was a nail biter. Um, and we had opportunities to not have that situation so that you know if you're going to nitpick on anything which i is folks if you've been listening to this podcast uh, from the beginning which i know a lot of you have been you know that i will get on any small little detail it's it's the runners left on that drives me crazy um especially when you get uh, bases loaded or, or or men in scoring position with uh, less than two hours well it, you know they're not going to be perfect no team is perfect nick and it's something to work on but you know, if we can be imperfect and be five and four, I guess that's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's okay to be in that spot. So, yeah, for, uh, under, yeah so absolutely. I get you. Yeah. If you're going to be, if you're going to have that many runners left on base and score the amount of runs we've been able to score lately, then maybe it's a moot point. Yeah. 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 It, you know, different heroes at different times and, uh, I think what uh, we as Sox fans that have been watching this uh, progress since 2017, uh, we want to get to a situation where it's not just Abreu or it's not just Mankata. Yeah. You know, you, if somebody is having an off day, which is going to happen, you have other folks, uh, you know, uh, that, that have big days and, and pick up uh, other people and bail them out. And, you know, I was watching the games uh, this past weekend and, you know, Robert having such a huge game, four hits, uh, and Eloy actually, you know, on Saturday, uh, both were, I think, a triple away from the cycle. And, you know, 
eyes locked on Robert every single time he came up to bat. Uh, he was just was doing fascinating things. Um, and he's so aggressive. And I'm saying to myself, you know, I'm, I'm locked in on Robert. And I forget that we've got Mankata, who's been hitting the hell out of the ball, you know, and Aloy. Uh, and, and Abreu has been Mr. Consistent uh, again. And you forget about that. And now we've got four, five, six guys that are pretty dangerous. And, and you think about this, this, Nick, and you mentioned all the guys that are dangerous in this lineup. And the lineup ha- has not been, you know, complete. It's It's been an incomplete lineup thus far because you've had guys shuffling in and out of the lineup. As far Now you got T.A. on the on the uh, DL for yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. IL for, yeah. for another yeah. nine days. Uh, with the with the groin thing, I think it was a groin strain, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Mazara still has mm-hmm. not uh, been in the lineup yet, so mm-hmm. it hasn't been. You know, you haven't had everybody in the lineup, and I'm sure Ricky would find a way to screw it up as far as putting guys in the right spot. But it still hasn't been. Well, it still hasn't been the way you know you you thought it would be when you went to Sox Fest when you looking at the guys sure you know they were yeah. going to be talking or available to sign autographs yeah it, it still hasn't happened yet so um think yeah, about that correct. think about that when everybody is where they're supposed to be and where they're in the roles that they're supposed to be at the time i mean that's just i mean that's fantastic to think about and dream about and you know let's yeah. hope that yeah, it, it yeah. gets to that point where we can can see it this year I really think this lineup, uh, it's such a different lineup when Aloy is, is back in there. Um, he, we missed him and, uh, we missed him last year when he was out and I'm starting to get, you know, to the point where, where, where he's definitely not there for his left field. Glove. <laughs> you know, are you breaking? He's news? not there for Nick Morowski. Are yeah, you breaking this, news this, right this, now? Um, He's not out there uh, to win a gold glove, but we also have so many other hitters that it's not like you're just going to put him in, in a DH spot uh, from Edwin to, to potentially Collins to now maybe Mercedes to McCann. We, we have a lot of hitters and, and what's going to happen at the trade deadline is a whole nother topic. If the season hopefully makes it then, but He's got to get better in left field. He's got to be more comfortable. That's obvious. He's got to know our home ballpark a lot better uh, and um, where he's at. Uh, Aloy, yeah, uh, here's there. a, there's a wall and, here yeah, now. It, okay, you see this? You know, I, <laughs> there's a wall. It's just he. I, I you know, I, you I don't know. Think, and that's a long-term question. Kind of, that, yeah, as we're talking about defense, yeah. you've got a guy now in center field that. You know, from all from everything that looks like and you hear about is just going to be, you know, a fantastic center fielder for a long sure. time, both in the field and at the plate. Does Aloy take a little bit and learn a little bit, look around? Not that he's going to be, you know, a gold glove left fielder, but go, you know, can he glean anything off of off of playing next to a guy that could potentially be a gold glove center fielder and say, you know, maybe if I start watching what this guy does, maybe I can just be adequate because that's all we really need. Can I yeah. can just be adequate? Yeah. You know, so, so, so Robert is the captain out there and Robert's going to take charge. Now that's a lot for a 22 year old. I think he's going to be 23 tomorrow on Monday. That's a lot for a young guy in his first year in the majors 
to say you have to, you know, police these guys. But what what Robert's range will do is it puts some pressure off of Aloy to say, I've got to track these down in the gap and I've got to make the spectacular play. The weight's not on you to make that play. Okay, you're not going to be Superman out there. Robert has proved already, uh, you know, in these nine games that he can he can cover the range and he can help out. There has to be better communication out there. If Robert's not talking, he needs to talk, and he's got to he's got to warn Aloy where he's at if he's got room, uh, you know, in terms of the warning track or in terms of the wall. Apparently, Daryl Boston is supposed to be this, you know, outfield whisperer, and he was he was working with Aloy last year and and on, you know, positioning and but that's what he that's what Aloy really needs is maybe Daryl Boston needs to not be whispering. Maybe he needs to actually speak. Maybe <laughs> he's a maybe that's a problem. Yeah, I, <laughs> but that's the I think that is the best. Like, too, I don't know if I don't know if Scotty Pods can get involved. I know he's in the system. He's doing the post game. He looks really good and comfortable in the post game, but can you get him, you know, uh, uh, in a uniform to help out with outfielders? And, you know, you're not going to mimic uh, Scotty's speed, but the way, okay. The way you break your hips and you move back when you've got a ball in the gap or you've got a ball that's going to be hit over your first step, you know, is going to set the tone if you're going to track that back that ball down. And I it just just like a, a base stealer, uh, their their temperament and how they use their legs and a and a shortstop, you know, how they're going to shuffle and cross over and and use their legs to get to a ball. There are certain movements that outfielders need to just have down that are just reactionary. When a ball's hit to my left or to my right over my shoulder, I'm going to make this move and track it down. He's just not comfortable so out there right the, now. Is a future for Aloy a DH or first baseman then? I think the, the future for him is DH. Uh, I, I, I don't know when. I know Edwin's a one-year deal and, and moving forward. We just have a lot of bats in the system right now. Um, first base, I think Vaughn yeah, that's is going to be your first I, baseman, right? That's silly of me to say. You know, I, I mean, I, was, I, I forgot but, Vaughn. So, but I don't. But again, like when's that going to happen? Abreu might be That's around for, for a while, whether we like it or not. Uh, and I'm, I'm, hey, Abreu, stick around, man. He's Mister Consistent. He's a machine out there. He's the captain in my mind. But um, I, you know, and then okay, so we're, we've we got the Aloy injury, and thank thank goodness it wasn't very serious. It was just a couple of days, and he's back, and we, and we need that bat. Now you look at uh, Anderson. Okay, and we had this situation last year where Anderson, his his cleat got stuck in in um, you know in Boston, and uh, he was injured. And he was he, his ankle, man. He was out yeah. for for a while, uh, and now it's a, it's a mild right groin. Um, but we need his bat. I mean, he was he was leading the league in doubles. Uh, he was a I thought he was a solid leadoff hitter in this early season, uh, picking up right where he left off from last year. We need his bat. I mean, is, is, is Tim Anderson a potential oh, DH at some point? Wow. You know, you put Madrigal that short. I mean, maybe you, I, I, that's, I think that what I just said is way more extreme than Aloy as a DH. Yeah. I, I think they're going to stick with Anderson at short, honestly. Uh, but we can't, we can't be without. So did they determine term. when he hurt himself? Because I'm just curious. It, it, it seems like 
he's been trying to do he hasn't been getting around and squared up to ground balls you know not that 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 he's been the best by any means fielding shortstop in the league but it seems like he's been trying to take a lot of shortcuts playing shortstop no pun intended and uh yeah, yeah. And I wonder saying, if yeah. his groin had been bothering him, you know, earlier. And he's just he's. It didn't seem like he was. His footwork was very good at, at shortstop. So mm-hmm. I wonder if it was an issue before you know it came up and it finally had to go on the, the IL. And you know that's yeah. fine. And I, I hope he gets better. And I think he's your shortstop. I don't think he's going to DH. I think that if you're going to uh, right now. The way it's set up, it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything's changing as far as what your your DH situation is. So, yeah, you brought yeah. Edwin uh, and, and Canarsian in here to do that job for the the time being, and I think he'll do that, and I think he'll do it adequately. Uh, it hasn't been fantastic to start, you know. He's scuffed right now, but uh, he had a couple of hits. Uh, you know, he's a two sixty uh, lifetime hitter. Um, I think he's going to come around. Uh, you know, he's not, uh, the, the American league's not foreign to him. Um, again, th- that's the other beauty of this lineup is like, we're not relying on Encarnacion right now. You yeah. know, we're not all holding our breath and like, I can't wait till Edwin, Edwin gets another at bat. He's our only savior. It's like, buddy, whenever you come around, hopefully you come around soon, but we'll be here yeah. for you because you know, you, you got the rest of the lineup doing work right now. Um, offensively now you know speaking of changes and making you know potential um well there's two things to really touch on uh, the lineup changes and really positionally changes how have you liked robert hitting in the leadoff spot um i like him batting anywhere higher up in the lineup just to give him as well, many sure. at bats well, as humanly possible so yeah. if it's one yeah. like it was today it, it was just interesting just because, you know, Anderson was, is, is out and it's, it's an, it just happened to fall that way today. But if he's anywhere one through three or four in the lineup, that's where he needs to be. It doesn't yeah. seem to me, you know, he doesn't need to be buried down in the lineup because he doesn't, he's the, the moment's too big for him or, and he's just ease into the season. This, this cat doesn't seem to, you know, it doesn't seem to phase him. Any, all in the, Everything it really doesn't no. that we've heard about him from every level of play that he's been at. Nothing has phased him. He is just his talent yeah. overflows anything that is that might be of uh, an obstacle for him. So, yeah, yeah. you know that's fine. Yeah. Put him I, to me. He's your most talented and best hitter. Put him where your most talented and best hitters go in the lineup. Period. End of story. Yeah. I, you know, I, I liked, I really liked uh, Anderson hitting lead off. Um, you know, he gets on base, he's got the speed, you know, you can say the same thing about Robert. Robert's going to give you more power than Anderson. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe Robert in a three hole and I, I listening to Stoney, as we talk about you, you're going to be smarter. And uh, Stoney is compared, um, you know, whenever he gets a radio interview or when he, hear, he has an opportunity to talk about Robert, he, he's mentioned Dawson. And, you know, Stoney obviously was with the, uh, the Cubs organization for a long time and saw a lot of Dawson. And, uh, and I went back and I looked at some old um, 
you know, old eighties lineups uh, from the Cubs and uh, Dawson was hitting third for that, for that team. Um, and I could see, I could see Robert being around there. I, I don't know if I'm going to keep him at one. I like him in third. The more at bats, I get, you know, okay. He was buried down there at the beginning of the season. And uh, I think we, you knew almost immediately that he was going to acclimate, like you just said. And nothing phases him. You want to put him in lower in the lineup, maybe to see a little bit, not a lot of pressure. But that went out the window quickly. Yeah. This guy can handle it. Get up where, where you have as many at bats. Interesting that uh, on this date 30 years ago, uh, the big hurt made his debut. My favorite uh, player of all time, by the way. All time favorite player. You're, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, socks. Absolutely. You've got him there. Um, and, and Thomas hit seventh uh, for a while when he first came up with the socks. He well, was lower was than the. Well, you know, when you think about it right now, you're like, that's ridiculous that he ever was there. But, you know, he had, uh, there was a, there was a bit of a maturation process with Thomas as well. Sure. It took him a little bit to get that power and, and, and really know what he can do as a hitter. Um, so I just, it's interesting. Uh, you know, like you had said, I think you said it well, Robert can just pretty much do whatever he wants. I, I, would, and I would like to not. Ricky just needs to get out of the way. I would like to not see him lead off. I guess, I mean, you're only leading off one time a game anyway, but. I want to see him with runners on to drive runners in and not, yeah. and what did he go for for six the other day? And only had, I think he only had one run driven in. So well, he had a home run. Yeah. So he had one, he scored a run and he had a, a run driven in, but I'd like to see him with more opportunities with guys in, on base, whether, yeah. you know, whether that means, you know, and People say, well, you're an idiot because you're only leading off one time and there could be guys on no matter where you're at, whatever. I just want to see him with the best opportunity because he's he's going to put the bat on the ball. He's going to put the ball in play. When you do that, that runs. He doesn't will, like to take pitches. Yeah. yeah. Runs are going to happen because he's in the best position to drive those runs in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, you know what? It, and if you want to construct a lineup, whether it's, you know, you go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, fine. Or if you want to think about protecting guys as far as, you know, g- giving this guy protection. But when you've got a deep lineup, you don't have to worry about protecting guys because everybody's got protection then, right? Yeah. So, I, I, I will absolutely. I, I that, think, that's the ultimate goal. I think this lineup's deep enough now. You don't have to worry about, oh, we got to have some protection for Abreu. So he's, you know, he's he gets an opportunity. Right now, you've, you've got a lot of, you got a, punch and 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 uh you know re-punch and punch again and <laughs> tko is yeah what you hate, yeah really. so um yeah. i don't know i i again i'm okay if he's batting lead off in a situation like today where ta is out but i'd rather have him down maybe two three four in the lineup yeah yeah it, it's such a fun thing to watch and uh you know talking and texting with other sax fans and just the the magic that you see happening and the potential um that's that's where the frustration was i think from us and other sax fans when they started one and four is you you knew what this team could do um you know and if just the you know the pitching can stabilize um you know it 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 had to happen it did happen and now now the fun's 
Packers. Um, can Can Rodon? Uh, do you see Rodon uh, coming back sharp tomorrow uh, in Milwaukee? You know, Nick, I do. I, I feel good about it just because we've seen it from everybody else. So yeah, right. You know, sure. I guess. And and there was no indication in uh, in in camp, you know, summer camp that that he couldn't do it. You know, he earned an opportunity to start on the staff. Mm-hmm. So to me, um, you know, there's I, I feel pretty confident that he will. Yeah, yeah, me I, I don't too. Know. I, I really maybe, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm like uh, like fool's gold here a little bit, but uh, I feel optimistic that since it's kind of gone this way for the entire staff and those guys will feed off each other and maybe Grandal and him or well maybe MB can pitching or catching the next game but it doesn't matter but whoever's behind the plate I I just kind of have a, an eerie feeling that maybe that first week is kind of past us and this is the team that we're going to see the rest of the way out I could be wrong um, well, I, I also I also think that uh, I think Rodan, uh, you know, I think he's such a competitive dude and he does not want to disappoint. He doesn't want to be left out of, of this turnaround uh, in the second whip around the rotation. Um, you know, he's going to want to put in a quality performance after seeing what these other guys did in their second shot. Uh, you, you mentioned McCann and, uh, you know, Mercedes has been called up. Um, so we've got Collins, Mercedes, McCann, Grandal, too many catchers to deal with. We've got a right field situation that we don't know really what's going on. Uh, Mazzara could be back soon. Does he automatically uh, get that right fielder position? You know, Lurie had uh, four hits uh, on Saturday. He, he was out of the lineup, I believe, just because of a personal matter. Yep. Uh, does so what what happens in right does McCann maybe or Mercedes figure out right field does Daryl Boston the whisperer slash yeller <laughs> help them out and figure out outfield because I could I really use McCann's bat right now it's a it's a damn shame that that's sitting on the bench well I guess that's a good a good problem to have right sure well, it's you a know, great problem we, we've got a great bat that's not enough getting in the lineup enough um I don't know what you do when Mazar comes back. I mean, you, this is what you brought him in for. You brought this guy in exactly. to be your starting exactly. right fielder to be exactly. a left-handed power bat in your lineup. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine when he's ready to rock that he doesn't get the, the most opportunity out there until he, until he fails, I guess. And yeah. then loses his spot. I would, uh, you know, again, you talked about the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Man, you got you got there's one of those guys you just mentioned there and that you rattle off about four or five names. One of those guys isn't gonna be here. Yeah, one of I, those I guys getting you. traded. I, I, I agree with you. And and uh it's really interesting because oftentimes down a stretch, uh, you know, a team will will try to grab a you know an, an extra starter to shore up the rotation and really have a have a great one-two punch, especially in a short series. And oftentimes it's a bullpen uh, move. Our bullpen's rock solid right now. I, I, it's early. I understand. But uh, we do have an opportunity to say, hey, we've got what you need offensively. I, th- I think go after a little bit more pitching maybe. Uh, and, and, again, we've got the chips, man. And, and we've still got more bats like Vaughn and others yeah. that are waiting to come up. Yeah, uh, I, I'd say you, you trade your bats 
to get pitching because you, you you know you can never have enough pitching in this world. Right. Not really, not necessarily. I would not trade for any bullpen pitching because anything that you get bullpen wise, uh, if you've got to, if you're tied to it for more than just the season, then I don't want it because you you know my theory on bullpen guys. A lot of people have it. It's not my own. Is you have to treat bullpens on a year to year basis. Well, just because they're good this year, just because guys um, this year, it doesn't mean they're going to be good next year. Look at the guy we just uh, DFA'd, Herrera. I mean, yeah. what a ball from grace. That yeah. guy was one of the more feared relief pitchers when he was with the Kansas City Royals. And, uh, you know, you've got a shelf life. I, I am concerned a little bit about Colomay. Um, You know, lights out last year and, He's, he's looking pretty good uh, right now. He, he threw a little too many pitches for me uh, the other night. He was in the mm-hmm. 20s or something. You don't want that from a relief pitcher in an inning's worth of work. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I get you. You know, it's usually like a renta relief pitcher. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, like I, a I, relief pitcher, like if you need a closer, that's where I'm trading. Sure. You know, if, if, if the only thing I'm missing is like a rock-solid closer or a rock-solid like eighth guy, but – the rest of it to me is just you can you can figure that out in my in my opinion if yeah. you're a contending team as it is. Yeah. I, I'm trading for I, I I'd trade for a stud one A, one B, probably not one A. That's those guys aren't on the market a lot, but uh I'm I'm trading for like a solid number two, number three guy to just fill out the rest of your pitching rotation. Yeah, it's really going to be interesting. Hopefully we have the opportunity to see this um, season evolve. Uh, Some scary stuff going on in the league. Um, You know, I feel like as a Sox fan, I try to just keep my head down and just pay attention to, you know, what the Sox have. But whatever is on their schedule, you know, that – they can be affected by whatever's happening in the rest of major league baseball. Uh, so far as we know, there is this uh, two game stint in Milwaukee starting tomorrow. And then there's two uh, in Sox park against Milwaukee. Um, you've got uh, Radon going on Monday, uh, Gio, Keiko, Gonzalez. Um, looking forward to seeing uh, Gio's third time up now uh, through the rotation. Um, what are you looking for, you know, with these four against Milwaukee, Pat? Well, I mean, just a continuation of the good starting pitching. I mean, you're not going to get uh, you're not going to get six innings out of everybody, I guess, all the way through. But let's, you know, we've gotten away. It seems like from the you know first inning blunders that we've had with yeah, you know, everybody's, just, uh, everybody's second whip through here. No, no runs given up in the first inning. So yeah, so. So I, I look for that to continue and I look for, you know, our offense to continue and, and Robert to really lead this team. So yeah. that's, that is fun and exciting. And, and like you said, like you said before, when you got a guy like that, you forget about all the, the rest of the talent yeah. on, in this lineup. You forget yeah. about Eloy. How do you forget about Eloy? I mean, yeah. my God, I, he, he's probably the, one of the most feared right-handed hitters in all of baseball. And you kind of forget about him. Yeah, we're, and, so, we're salivating over this guy. So yeah. um, it, that's, it's the fun part. And it's the fun part about being a fan and, and seeing this all come to fruition. Let's just hope it, 
you know, keep it continue, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, you, you just got to imagine what a, a pitcher's meetings like, uh, for an opposing team as they, as they really try to zero in on Robert and look at film and, and forget that, Hey, I've got to worry about this guy, Aloy who hit 30 something home runs last year in Mankata who, you know, had a dynamite year hit, you know, over 300 and, uh, in his 20 something years old. And then, Oh yeah. Abreu's also, he's got some serious power and it's just a professional hitter. Okay. Um, and then, you know, Grandal's getting a little hot now. I, it, it is, it is just something fun. Uh, this, this past weekend was really awesome. Uh, yeah. to, to the, uh, especially on Saturday, Aloy and Robert, the two, the two folks that we've been hearing about for several years, uh, put in the offensive games that they did. Um, that, that was nice. Um, I think we're going to start saying our goodbyes, Pat, but this was a, a much better a podcast episode than the last uh, episode. Uh, it's good to see these sacks trending in the right direction, uh, nipping at the heels now of Minnesota. Uh, hopefully this, this season continues. And really it's, it's because of the fun stuff we just talked about, you know, for selfish reasons as a Sox fan, I, I want to see this continue just to see what, what these guys can continue to do. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I would say that. And if nothing else, Nick, maybe we just, if, if it all goes to hell in a handbag, we, we change this to a Blackhawks podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, go Hawks. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to, uh, I might have to do a little bit more prep uh, for things like that. Um, it would be exciting to talk about. Uh Good to see uh, their performance on Saturday and, and wish them well uh, on a late game on Monday night, 9 p.m., I believe. Holy Lord. Yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> past my bedtime. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start signing off. I, I do appreciate folks you joining in on this podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to a new episode in your inbox. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, which I hope you have, uh, please uh, provide some feedback. Rate this podcast. It helps other Sox fans find us. Uh, you can find us on, on Twitter at Good Guys TV or on our Facebook page, uh, Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, uh, go Sox.